Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Theology of C.S. Lewis podcast. I'm Kevin Livermore, author of the Theology of C.S. Lewis book, a topical summary of his best work. It's available on Amazon right now in Kindle and paperback. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about marriage and what did C.S. Lewis say about marriage. So most of what Lewis said regarding marriage came before he was actually married. For those who would deny the truth of his thoughts due to that point alone, though, Lewis said they should make sure that they are judging him by what they really know from their own experience and from watching the lives of their friends and not by ideas they have derived from novels or films. He says our experience is colored through and through by books and plays in the cinema and it takes patience and skill to disentangle the things we have really learned from life for ourselves. Now again, Lewis provides a picture of how the media back then, and of course even now more so, painted a distorted picture of what marriage is and is not. Usually this depiction is not what marriage actually looks like when one is actually experiencing it, or as in Lewis's case, seeing it from an outside and therefore unique perspective. So despite Lewis's perspective as a single man at the time, one cannot deny the truth of his own claims unless they have seen differently from personal experience. This is precisely because so much of what we know about marriage is a direct result of the various media sources to which we are exposed. With that being said, Lewis's main perspective of marriage is that it is God's design for a man and a wife to become one single organism one flesh, united on every possible level. He sees this union as a simple fact and describes it as if the inventor of a human machine was telling us that its two halves, the male and the female, were made to be combined together in pairs, not simply on the sexual level, but totally combined as a consequence. Christianity teaches that marriage is for life. Now, obviously, Lewis does not take scripture's description of the husband and wife as one flesh lightly, for he elaborates on the significance of that in the above quote. Furthermore, he says, One ought to love God more dearly in a marriage, which, as a byproduct, enables one to love their significant other more dearly. He says, When I have learned to love God better than my earthly dearest, I shall love my earthly dearest better than I do now. Insofar as I learn to love my earthly dearest at the expense of God and instead of God, I shall be moving towards the state in which I shall not love my earthly dearest at all. So here we see Lewis's perspective that God must come first in a marriage in order for it to flourish. And when this occurs, that is when one puts God first, the health of the marriage will not be diminished, but will actually increase. As mentioned earlier, Lewis has much to say on how love plays a role in marriage, but it is is important to note that due to the united one flesh factor of two married partners, there is tremendous pain that can come if the marriage ends for any reason. Lewis says divorce is more like having both your legs cut off than it is like dissolving a business partnership or a simple readjustment of partners when either of them falls in love with someone else. Now that extreme comment he made is appropriate for Lewis as he did not speak well of the modern view of marriage, especially in regards, in regards to the media, which promoted such a lackadaisical mentality about marriage. 
The comment is also appropriate for Lewis because he realized how universally and holistically connected God designed married partners to be, which is why he used that extreme metaphor. Moreover, it suggests that a divorce and therefore a disconnection of all that was united is a risk that everyone who marries must take. Now, such a loss is a result of being vulnerable to love, but that is a requirement of love. As Lewis says, to love at all is to be vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one. Now, as critical as that may sound, it is not as harsh as what he says about someone who never takes the risk to love due to a fear of being hurt and having their heart broken. He says as one locks their heart away, it will change anyway, as it will become, quote, unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. He says the alternative to tragedy, or at least to the risk of tragedy, is damnation. We shall draw nearer to God not by trying to avoid the sufferings inherent in all loves, but by accepting them and offering them to him. So, Lewis sees taking a risk on love as being rewarded by God if the decision to take that risk is based on a desire for a marriage that God can truly bless. Bless.